the letter J, I want to look at Jonah, but I'm not talking about a whale, partially because according to scripture, it's not a whale, it's a fish. More importantly, it only gets two verses. And for some reason, we act like it's the whole story. I don't get that. The story gets a lot more interesting after the fish. Because this is when Jonah finally arrives at Nineveh, where God sent him in the first place. And he gives the world's least inspirational sermon of all time. That's just, in 40 days, Nineveh will be destroyed. That's it. There's no call to repentance. There's no, this is why you're being punished. There's nothing whatsoever. Just prophesies destruction, walks out of town, and sits down to watch it happen. And then promptly gets mad at God when it doesn't happen. This is the interesting part of Jonah's story. Because I've noticed for years, and it's always been kind of intriguing to me, that Jonah ends unresolved. It just ends with Jonah mad at God, but God not mad at Jonah. Rather, he's kind of gives him this object lesson that boils down to, you care about trivial things. Don't I have a right to care about millions of human lives? But it's, it's how modern Christians see this that I really want to look at. Because we tend to throw shade at Jonah and treat him like he was a racist and just hated those Ninevites. And, but if you Google Nineveh, capital of Assyria, and what the Assyrian army did to people, I think pretty much everybody would have agreed if Jonah thought that the world would be better off without Nineveh. And God doesn't bring up any of that kind of stuff. And the only reason we have this story at all, even in its unresolved form, is because Jonah wrote it down, which shows that he eventually got this lesson that, you know, how God was saying, I care about these people, even though, yeah, they've done horrible things. They are affiliated with, you know, some of the worst atrocities you've ever heard of. I still care about these people. And like the Bible says elsewhere, that God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. And the thing that I'm not sure if Jonah got right or wrong, but I know that we definitely as modern Christians get wrong is I don't think we trust their repentance. And I think we still mess this up today because the Bible plainly says that the people of Nineveh believed God. And that is the exact same language that was used about Abraham and God counted him as righteous for it. And the only difference is we have this whole story of Abraham and his legacy with, you know, trusting God and Isaac and then Jacob and the whole line from Abraham, and we see kind of the fruits of that. We don't have that story with Nineveh because Jonah just stops. And so we don't know, you know, what happened in the coming years, and we just don't believe it. And I think we still do this today, particularly with someone who has a rough past. When they, you know, believe God, when they finally surrender to him, and humble themselves exactly like Nineveh did, God counts that as repentance, and that's what he's interested in. But we are looking for evidence. That's why it says elsewhere, you know, man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And that, that's true in so many ways. And this is one of the big ones, that we tend to sit back with our arms folded and go, well, I don't know, I'll, I'll believe that when I see some fruit of his repentance, or obnoxious churchy language like that but 
God doesn't wait for that. Jesus told the guy on the cross next to him, you know, today I'll see you in paradise, that, you know, that was repentance and it counted. God counts a change of heart. Change of behavior, yeah, that comes eventually, but it only comes because of a change of heart. And that's the part God cares about.